is killing the business worldwide. I am the sickest one of them all, sick Vic. Today, we have conquered another con another country. I should, not continent, country. We have, we have talked to people, amazing athletes from Russia, Australia, Germany, Finland, South America. Let's back to the continents again. But today is Norway. We have not talked to Norway, to anyone from Norway, and we got someone who is taking Norway by storm. He is Bajorn Sims. I apologize if I butcher your name. My name is Bjorn Sem, and welcome to Norway, Vic. And uh, hey. I've never wrestled in the United States of America. I've wrestled all over the world. I've wrestled in Japan. I've wrestled in South America, three tours over there. I've wrestled all over Europe. I've even wrestled in Russia before the war. But I've never been to the United States of America. How about you talk to one of the promoters over there and get them to buy a ticket for me to come over to the United States, buy the ticket for them to send me back to Norway and pay me for the show. And then I'll come over there and wrestle for you guys. I know a couple promoters. I can always drop off an email or something. Well, the point I was trying to make was I've never wrestled in the United States because it's basically too expensive to bring me over. Um, That's a lot of promoters. I, I talked to other promoters about bringing guests on my own show on before, and they're like, they have no problems to pay a little more than the average, but the entire flight and everything, they're like, you know how much flights cost these days? And I was like, I would say like, well, don't you have an American Express with miles or something? I mean, it's like, that's a problem. It, it costs a lot to bring people over. And as long as you're an independent promotion, it, it, it doesn't pay the bills. Uh, if you bring over a talent or a wrestler, you kind of want it to uh, be worth it economically. And uh, unfortunately, even though I'm an awesome wrestler, to say it myself, you can see the wonderful t-shirt I'm selling, the um, um, the modern-day Viking, Björnsen. Even though I can kill it in the ring, there's not going to be the demand for me. Uh, you're not going to get enough people to come to see me uh, that, that will pay for the tickets and my salary. So I completely understand why no... American promotion has bought me in as of yet. And I'm 46 years old now. It's probably not going to happen. But I love wrestling all over Europe. Um, and South America has been in contact with me again. They want me to come back. I don't think they're going to do it because it's too expensive for them as well when they don't have... Um, backing from their government. I love wrestling over in Colombia. I have lots of friends there. I love wrestling in Finland. I love wrestling in England. And of course, I love wrestling in Norway as well. See, people need to realize that some people are just worth it. 
I mean, right now in Norway, it's what, three o'clock? Yep, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's 9.12 here where I am right now. I never accept podcasts in the morning because I'm usually a stumbling fool like everyone realized, just heard a couple minutes ago. Because the my coffee has not is not done. I I'm looking. I know what day of the week it is. But <laughs> but when you said you can do it this time, I was like, "You're worth it." Well, you thank you. Worth it, the extra effort. You are worth, and that's what wrestling companies need to realize. They take a step back and be like, "This guy might be worth it." Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So. Um... I like that we have YouTube nowadays to uh, see each other and uh, be able to watch quality wrestling from all over the world. And uh, I really appreciate that someone from outside of Europe and South America has actually seen a few of my matches and know what I can do in the rain. So... I really, really appreciate this opportunity to be on an American podcast because although I've been on a few podcasts before, I've never been on an American one before. This is going to be the most unprofessional American podcast you've ever been before, before in your life. Oh, shit. It's, it's not, 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 not in a bad way. It's just uh, I'm more in the let's wait, sit back and talk like guys. Not just we have podcast rules, we have to watch our language, we have to do this, you know, we have sponsors, people. No, I'm just like, this is what it is. It's bar talk. You're at a bar, you're shooting the shit with people. That's what it is. That's cool with me. I love being at the bar and drinking a couple of beers. Um, that's 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 kind of why I my six pack is not showing. Well, the sacrifice. The sacrifice is sample good quality beers. I mean, I'll get the six pack. I'll get the six pack back before. Um, well, not before my next show because that's in a week's time. But I'll get my six pack back um, uh, within uh, the summertime. You're more dedicated than I am. I can say that right now. I have a four and a two year old, so it's right there. Yeah, yeah, I've got two stepsons, and uh, they're both grown up now. So um, I, I don't need to think about um, uh, worrying too much about them. The youngest one, I have to help a little bit economically, but um, yeah, he, he's he's doing better and better. He's uh, working full time now. I mean, we talked about you know what we did in our younger days, and. I played it perfectly. I, you know, did my partying when I was young. I traveled the country when I was young. Now in my 40s, I'm just like more settled in, more settled down. And I can raise kids now. Wow. Hey, so, sounds like you've got it all figured out. I'm still trying to find out uh, uh, what uh, life's all about, but I've had a great life. I've, it's it's not been like um, A4, really uh, simple, but I've had a great life. I have great friends, and I've lived the dream. I've been wrestling all over Europe, 
I've been, um, and I love wrestling. So basically, uh, that's a good thing. I love working with uh, uh, colleagues. I, I, I even love working as a bouncer back in uh, my younger days, which I also did full time. Let's get into wrestling, shall we? Let's get into wrestling. That's why we were here. If you could describe your pro wrestling career using one word, what word would that be and why? Awesome. Not to steal anything from the Miz. Uh, he's probably a really nice guy. I never met him, but uh, truly, I think that word describes me a lot better than it describes him. What's I, I'm a huge guy. I, uh, I, I do uh, power bombs as my uh, finishing move, but I also do frog splashes off the top rope as a finisher. And uh, I've at 150 kilos back when I was younger. I did hurricane ranas and uh, and everything's not about the spots. I do realize that, but when we're talking about who's awesome and who's not awesome, it's easy to describe the spots. It's easier to describe why one is awesome. Truly, I'm even more awesome because I bring an aura of brutality to the ring. And it's like a few people, you can see that their punches are not connecting, that they're not really hard hitting punches. When I hit someone, they know they've been hit and they sell it. And just because it looks good when I hit people. And so uh, I have been asked a couple of times to uh, give seminars on how, how to give strikes. And funny thing is, I never hit someone in the head. Never. People don't realize I don't do that, but I don't. If you go through my matches and you see, well, that was to the chest, that was to the chest, that was to the stomach, that was to the back, uh, to the back, to the lower back, to the upper back. Actually, he never hit anyone in the head. Huh. But you're right about one thing, though. It's about the aura. I mean, you feel that you're awesome. And Miz, and no disrespect towards the Miz, was just pretty much given, like, someone from corporate just, like, gave him my script saying, all right, you're awesome. Now, there's a difference. Yeah. And, I mean, the Miz is a good talker, is a charismatic guy. But when you think the word awesome, you kind of think big. The guy should be big. I'm big. I'm a... I'm compared to a few wrestlers. I'm a giant. I'm I'm not a giant compared to like Andre the Giant, how he was at all. Actually, I did wrestle a guy on Andre the Giant's size once, back in 2006 in uh, Colombia. I I wrestled uh, um, um, uh, El Tatake. Um, which uh, also really was named Walter. Uh, he was built kind of like 
the South American version of Andre the Giant. And um, uh, he was undefeated in South America until they put him in a main event against me. I was the first guy to beat him. Oh, congratulations. That was, it was really cool. Uh, he, and he was a really nice guy. Didn't speak a word of English. I don't speak a word of Spanish. So um, we had a, a very interesting match. I bet. So how old were you when you started training to be a wrestler? And where did you go? I, I think I was, I was in my mid-20s. Um, and uh, we had a wrestling school here in Norway. Um, Eric Isaacson, uh, he uh, trained me back in those days. He's trained every wrestler, every wrestler to come out of Norway. And he, uh, he's an awesome trainer. He's, um, he's an awesome wrestler as well. He still keeps going. He's a three-time Norwegian uh, champion. And that's a record, which only one other person has done. Me. So, uh, Eric, um, the icon of Norwegian wrestling. Uh, you can also see a lot of his matches uh, throughout uh, YouTube. Uh, he was trained in England and a better technical wrestler. You have to look pretty far to find a, a better technical wrestler than him. I mean, uh, you could go to people like uh, Dean Malenko and uh, um, people like, uh, well, I like Bret Hart as a technical wrestler, uh, although he didn't show as many different techniques, but everything he did was perfect. Not to mention Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. So um, there are a lot of um, people who are awesomely good technical wrestlers and who have been awesomely good technical wrestlers. Regal, who had completely, in my mind, his own style, they call it the, the English style, but I've wrestled a lot in England. I've never seen anyone having his exact style. Uh, and Eric, he can do just about anything that anybody else can do um, and do it better than most. So that's my um, thumbs up to Eric Isaacson, uh, who I've wrestled so many times I can't give a number maybe a hundred times and we always seem to have match of the night every time we uh, wrestle each other my size strength and actually being a pretty good technician being pretty uh, charismatic if I do say so myself versus Eric and his fantastic technique and also awesome strength he's a training machine um, gives for great matches. You've mentioned about the different countries you've, you've wrestled in. What promotions are you currently wrestling for right now? In Norway, I'm wrestling for NWF uh, in the Norwegian Wrestling Federation. And in uh, 
uh, Norway as well. Uh, we have a kind of a, a work together with relationship with NEW, uh, Norwegian Elite Wrestling, which has nothing to do with uh, the elite in AEW. Just the NEW in Norway was created before the elite in uh, AEW and before the AEW. Um, I wrestle for Slam Wrestling in Finland, uh, Finnish Slam Wrestling, which also is an awesome promotion. And I'm going over to Estonia to wrestle there uh, for Slam Wrestling Finland. Uh, in um, now the 15th of, uh, um, of July, um check that out um it'll be um uh in Hapsalu in uh, near Tallinn in Haryu I have no idea how to say, say those words because they're not Norwegian they're Estonian but still uh, come over there for uh, um uh American Beauty Showdown uh, which is a huge car show, which we have a big wrestling event on. And uh, Starbuck will be over there. Um, he's done a lot of things back in um, Japan, and he's been trained by the Hart family over in uh, Canada. Heimu um, Ukonselke will be there, who's uh, a huge name. He had a wonderful match in, with the... Um, Walter, who's now Günther, uh, over in um, uh, before WWE picked up Walter, and uh, I think Jessica Love will be there as well. She's she's really awesome too. So um, if you have the chance, and if you're anywhere near Estonia on the fifteenth of July, come over to the American Beauty Showdown in Hapsalu. Yeah. Yeah, Slam Wrestling has been absolutely awesome for the show. I mean, it's because we're doing so well in Finland. It's because, you know, Slam Wrestling is so popular and people want to listen to the podcast. And because we're American podcast is giving Finland, uh, is giving Finland's Slam Wrestling the spotlight. And they are so amazing over there, I believe. I mean, it's, it's especially Starbucks. I mean, he was like, I didn't know he was the owner until he was on. And then he's, of course, I was like, I thought he was like, like kind of like the John Cena kind of slam wrestling, not the owner. So like in the middle of the episode, I was like, oh shit, you're the owner. Oh, yeah. and then the goosebumps and the butterflies starting like, <laughs> good dude though. I love Starbuck. He's awesome. Um, I, I'm not religious. He's religious, but we get along great anyway. And uh, I, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, I had a lot of influence on uh, them bringing him over to Norway now, not long ago, because uh, we had a huge show and we needed someone from uh, outside of Norway. And he's kind of the most expensive one we could bring over, but I said, he's worth it. He's so awesome. We will have a better show because of him. And he wrestled Eric Isaacson on that show. So that was a great 
um, great match for the people to see. So what, what, what values, because Starbucks is like very, he's a good guy, but he's also very business-like. Like he takes no shit. What advice has he given you that you've taken that improved your career? Oh man, when I was young and um, I first got to know uh, Starbuck, we were wrestling, um, not each other, but we were wrestling over in uh, um, Italy. And after my match, I had a shitty match. I had a horrible match, one of my worst matches. And I came backstage. I was pissed off because the match didn't, didn't work. And I was pissed off basically at myself for failing. And I kicked a few cans and I hit the wall. It's like, shit, shit, shit. Damn, that was horrible. Fuck. And he came over to me and he grabbed my shoulder and he told me in my ear, don't, don't do that. What's that going to tell the promoter? That's going to tell the promoter that you're unprofessional. So just go to the promoter, say you're sorry. And if he'll give you the chance, do better. You'll do better next time. And uh, be professional. Do not sweat it and do not uh, show that you're angry at yourself like this. And I was like, wow. Oh, shit. So I did exactly what he said, and I carried that with me through the years afterwards, always being professional backstage. So uh, he gave me a huge, very vital piece of advice. And the way I bet he just came across giving you that advice was like kind of like all the, he gave me advice, you know, about just business wise all over the show. And it just the way he put it was yeah. just like, so like, oh, like I awakening, you know, like eye opening. And hey, I can be scary when I'm, you can see a couple of my, um, my, um, matches on YouTube, and you can see I can be really scary and i probably was really scary at that time so nobody else dared to come over to me but he just went over to me and grabbed my shoulder because already at that time i think he knew the connection between me and him that we were friends what if whatever he would say to me i'd take it on because he's my friend and i know that he wants the best for me and that's pretty seldom, unfortunately, to find in wrestling that you find friends that will actually look out for you. Yeah. Even when the bed, they'll try to help you. So we've all shit the bed. Every one of us. I, I'm awesome in the ring. He's awesome in the ring. But I've had bad matches in my career. Hey, I've been wrestling for over 20 years. I've had bad matches. He's had bad matches. But I stick by him. He sticks by me. And there's fortunately a lot of other people I know that also will stick by you even and, and know that, hey, even though you had a bad match at one point, everybody has a bad match at one point. 
there's not a wrestler who's always had every, every match they've ever had has been perfect and wonderful. Um, so uh, he stuck by me and I'll always remember that. And I'll always stick by him because we can always all make mistakes at some time, at some point at the same time. You find out who's your friends when you see who are the ones who will stick by you, even when that might actually, in the eyes of the promotion or other wrestlers or or the people in the audience or whatever it is, they'll stick by you anyway because they're your friend. Absolutely. I mean, there's no, I mean, none of us is perfect. Oh. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you've had bad matches. I've had bad episodes. You know, it's just, you just take it and try not make a streak of it. That's just that's all you can do. Hey, I, I hope I'm creating a good episode with you right now because. Well, you are. I mean, I mean, you definitely are. I mean, you're not, you're not wanting to. So far, you're not one of those episodes. I after I get off, I throw my hat across the room. That's good. That's good because um, you're actually so like, breaking, you're actually breaking a streak. Okay, cool. I'm breaking a streak. I don't know what that streak is, but I'm happy to break it. Uh, a bad episode. I thought I'm. I'm very like. I like to hold the show to like like to have fun, but also like to hold it to a certain level. Yeah. Yeah. And when hey. someone. And when someone says, hey, I know someone who's a wrestling manager, you got to have her on. And say, okay, I'll have her on. Do me a favor. Go live with her. Go live. Okay. I'll go live because, you know, we're buddies and stuff like that. And it turns out to be a possible crack addict. Shit. <laughs> you're just like, uh, and all the questions you ask, like, it's like, so, you know, what's your finishing move? I don't know. I have many. And that was it. And it's like, Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And, well, sometimes life gives you shit. Yeah. Uh, but hey, uh, we get back up from the shit and we wash ourselves off and we go back to work. That's awesome. that's all you can do. There you go. So, how different is uh, professional wrestling over where you're at? compared to wrestling in the United States? We're stiffer. Um, basically, that's a lot of the difference. And uh, also, there's a lot of um, wrestling right now, which, in my opinion, takes the piss out of wrestling. Because uh, you kind of see someone, like, super kick a child, and it's just fun and because they have the timing to make sure that they're not hurting the child by super kicking the child. And what does that do? Well, it gives a, gives a very short laugh for someone, but it also destroys the super kick. So like, okay, so next time you super kick somebody, we know that you're not hurting them and it kind of destroys the selling of the super kick. I'll be laughing about it for a month, so I'm sorry. I, I've seen it in the United States. I kick a super kick, and even to this day, this is a couple years old, I'll watch it and laugh. But anyways. But it, it gives a laugh then and there. But uh, next time you see that guy super kick somebody, 
are you feeling any peril for the guy who gets super kicked? No, because the move's kind of destroyed. Um, I'm very much on the um, the uh, um, suspension of disbelief. So I'm not gonna super kick a child. I'm not gonna super kick anybody, to be honest. But I'm I'm not gonna uh, do anything like uh, that where I um, where I let the audience know that what I'm doing is bullshit. Uh, right now, I'm talking about it like it's bullshit, but uh, people who've been in the ring with me as well, it's like, um, I always tell them, I'm stiff, but I'm safe. I hit you hard, but I hit you in safe places. As long as you know how to take it, you'll go on and it's not going to be a problem, but I'll, I'll, I'll knock the air out of your lungs because... I'm going to give that to the audience and I expect the same back from you. You hit me, you hit me safely, but you don't have to take it easy on me. I'm not made of glass. I can, I can take a beating and feel it for a week afterwards, but still, I know that we gave that audience their money's worth. We gave that audience a really cool ride. We gave that audience the match equivalent of a diehard movie or something like that. That to me is epic. And because I have this view, lots of people think that, well, he's against humor. He hates humor in wrestling. No, 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 no. Humor, humor can be great, but make it believable humor. That's the best humor in my opinion anyways. When when it's actually um, like you know the spot when um, uh, you uh, have someone tag team partner or something on their back and you drop toe hold uh, his partner uh, with the headbutt into the groin yeah of his partner great spot love that spot but don't do it often. Do it once in front of that uh, audience, because if you do it often, it doesn't seem real anymore. But if you do it once, oh my God, he just actually headbutted his partner in the balls. So that's my opinion, anyway, on uh, how to conduct uh, a bit of psychology in the ring. I, I do a lot of the same spots again, but I do the same spot over in Finland. And then I do this th that spot over in Norway. And then I might do the same spot in in, in England. Well, those are different audiences. That's a different, you know, like kind of like it was branching out. From, yeah. it's, not like, it's not like you're going like to a town over or two towns over. You're going to like countries over and say like, hey, this is what I can do. You know, so I see where you're coming from there. So when you hear me say this and you suddenly find two different matches where I'm doing the same spot and you just go, oh, I caught you. You did, you did the same spot. Yeah, well, it was in front of two completely different audiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, over, uh, and I very often when I have a, a, a rematch 
against uh, a guy. They always go, yeah, we do the same thing as we did last time. And I go, no, no, we don't. We do a completely different match. We set it up uh, to be a completely different match. And most of the match will improvise anyways, but let's just be smart about this and give them something different. They don't need to see a repeat of what they saw last time. At least the people who came back for the next, uh, came back to see the next show, who enjoyed our match so much, they want to see us wrestle again. Let's not give them a repeat. Um, I had this kid over in England, great kid, called um, um, Scooter Sexton. And um really young wrestler really talented really small so it was kind of david and goliath style and uh he was so used to people he was wrestling again uh to do basically the same match again the promoter sammy knee for hew wrestling awesome promoter Awesome, very small promotion, but uh, he had set up the rematch because he loved the first match so much. He, her, I'm sorry, was a man when I met him, has become a woman, wonderful woman, uh, lovely and awesome shows. So if you're in England and you're not too far from Essex, go to HEW shows. Uh, see, go on YouTube, see um, uh, Living on a Prayer 19. I'm in the first match with Scooter Sexton, and it's our rematch, and we did a completely different match than we did for the first uh, show, just because it's basically a lot of the same people coming back, and I want them to experience a great second match, the second match of maybe a series. What do I know? Maybe I'll wrestle um, Scooter again at, at the same venue. Who knows? Um, so um, some of the moves that were done on the first, in the first match, some of them are countered. In the second match, basic psychology and countered in a cool and innovative, innovative way. Kind of cool. Um, so there's so much, so many different things you can do in the ring. If you have good chemistry with another wrestler, then you're not dependent on doing the exact same sequences once again. And go out there and improvise. I, I am sounding like I'm giving advice to young wrestlers right now. Maybe I'm a bit too used to giving advice to young wrestlers. Hmm. I'm on a podcast. We have an audience of people who are not wrestlers, just wrestling fans, but still, Maybe it's a cool insight into the business. I hope so. I would think so. And I also think that I have some wrestlers that was in the show. Cool. Hey, me. Yeah, you. Like one of them, yeah. 
I've started wrestling, uh, starting listening to your show. I appreciate that. Thank you. We, we, the issue we have with the show is we have a lot of people with like tight schedules and everything that they want to come on. And I'm someone that never says no. That's cool. So of course it's like, I'm up wanting an episode, ep- new episode, like six days a week, you know, because, you know, I got these people to come in and I can't say no. And, you know, when I was in my twenties, before I started uh, bouncing, bouncing and bartending, I moved to Stanford, Connecticut because I wanted to work with the WWF, WWE right now. And I did not as a wrestler, but I was like behind the scenes somewhere. Like put me like the ring crew. Love to be the ring crew. I I say I would even be mailroom, something, you know, just in the company. And I got shut down time and time again by them. And then uh, sitting back going like, you know, now I have a wrestling podcast. I'm talking to wrestlers right now. And it just the whole saying of life comes to full, full circle. It's yep. just, it's just kind of crazy to think about. Very blessed, but it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, even, though I, even though I have a two-year-old right now that I can hear destroying the living room as we speak, you know, still, you know, it's, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, if I had any skills whatsoever on uh, doing a podcast, I'd probably do that after I've, uh, I'd been done. I've been, um, I'm, my wrestling career is finished, but I don't have any technical skills whatsoever, except for physical technical skills within the ring. I just use Zoom. Zoom gives you an audio and video file. Boom, just uploaded. I, I got Zoom. I got Zoom because of you. Oh, so you're welcome, Zoom. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, what's something you, if you, what you, That's what you like Zoom? I mean, a lot of people like. I've only so met Zoom. only met one person that did not like Zoom. Yeah, I've never talked to anybody except you about Zoom. So. <laughs> Between the two of us, we both like Zoom, so <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. Perfect score so far, then. Yep, perfect score so far. Absolutely true. So in your opinion, what's some of your favorite matches in your career? Ah, oh, shit, man. That's a good question. Oh, I, I had a wonderful match with um, a guy who's now a wrestling announcer in Norway, Grisley Olsen back in like 2002, three, something like that. And it, till, until that point, that was my favorite match ever. Um, me and Eric Isaacson, we've had so many matches I've loved to, to wrestle in. And he's really stiff as well as just like me. And he was my teacher. It, Love wrestling him, um, Adrian Storm, Adrian Storm, me and him. Oh man, we had some really great matches. Uh, one of them's on YouTube actually, and Hannibal, um, not the American Hannibal, the Norwegian Hannibal. Big difference. The American Hannibal, I've heard really bad things about. He's a podcaster, from what I understand, but. 
never met the guy, can't say anything bad or good about him. There's a Norwegian wrestler who wrestles under the, na the name Hannibal. He also wrestles under the name um, Ryan Howard. And I've had great matches with him. A couple of them are on uh, YouTube as well. Um, in South America, like I said, I had like this huge match against this giant, which I didn't speak his uh, language. And we had a, we, we still had a pretty awesome match for a, a giant versus a big man. It was kind of like seeing, like seeing like big, big show versus the big boss man in size difference. Um, and in, um, uh, over in uh, um, Finland, I've had a great match versus, um, uh, oh, what's his name again? Uh, uh, Jason Lupe. Um, he was awesome. Uh, uh, that's just off of the top of my head. Um, and there's so many great matches. Heimo Ukonselke. Heimo Ukonselke and me. Um, we had a we we've had a lot lots of matches overall uh, all over Europe and um, in Sweden. The only match I've ever had in Sweden, I wrestled him and we destroyed the ring. It was the match before the the main event. Coming backstage, everybody was like. Oh Jesus! We have to book you guys over here. We have to book you guys over there and stuff. That was before they knew that we we completely wrecked the ring with that match. He threw me off the top rope with a, a superplex, and um, that that ring was not up to snuff. So because of the combined weight between us, that destroyed the ring because the ring was destroyed they couldn't perform the main event as well as they should have done but of course that was not our intent our intent was just to give a really hard-hitting cool match and hey Mourukonselke love wrestling uh Jessica love uh love wrestling Jessica love because Jessica love is awesome Check out some of uh, her matches. She's uh, also a transvestite wrestler. Um, she she's a monster. She almost just like me, only not as big, but she looks like a, a monster. You know the way Taz was able to be a monster, although he was not a big guy. Yeah. In East. Yep. Jessica Love is able to be a transvestite monster even when she's wrestling guys. Jeez. Yeah. Because Taz, you never even think for a while. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's really step back and say, man, Taz is actually short. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah totally. When you watch it, it's like he was like, seemed like the biggest guy of them all. Oh, yeah. Well, he kind of had that aura, a fantastic aura. Oh my God, I almost forgot. Big John. Big John, um, 
is not like Big John Stud, but a Norwegian wrestler whose name is Big John, one of my best friends. He's been retired from wrestling for 13, 13 years now, but he had his last match against me, and we had wonderful matches with each other. Love that guy. Um, yeah, well, Taz. Yeah, really small guy. Um, I, I met... Yoshihiro Tajiri and um, Scotty Tuhadi and Super Crazy and stuff over in Japan. And just thinking, I've seen Taz beside them and Taz is sh shorter than any of them. And me standing behind, beside any of those guys, hey, I look like I'm, I look like I'm Big John Stud. I'm <laughs> sure bigger than I am, but still. So what events do you have coming up? Uh, in uh, Estonia, now I'm going to wrestle on the 15th. Um, like I said, uh, American uh, uh, Beauty Showdown for Slam Wrestling. That's going to be a huge event. I'm going to love wrestling over there because I uh, love wrestling for Slam. I'm going to go back to... Um, HEW, uh, Hearts and Essex Wrestling, uh, but that's going to be in October. I'm going to wrestle here in Oslo in August. I'm going to wrestle in Bergen in October. And that's basically everything that's planned right now. I've had a really busy wrestling year, but coming this half year coming up, yeah, there's probably going to show up a few bookings, but basically it's going to be a little bit more quiet than uh, thus far this year. Be besides my normal work and uh, wrestling and working out, I've been really busy and stressed out. So, by the way, Vic, thank you for, uh, for, for doing this on my schedule. You're... Well yeah, because 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 I've been a really busy boy. I, I've I've had too much to do. So uh, you've made time for me at a time that was convenient for me because I don't have too much just time to spend. And I really wanted to thank you for that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now, now I'm coming off as a face. Uh, whenever I go to uh, the United States to wrestle, if I ever do, I'm probably going to be a heel. So I'm not doing myself a favor, but still, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, people's mind can change within a month. So if I, next month we go to the United States to wrestle, he didn't say like, and I, I found out he sucked. So I, <laughs> I, I found out, you know. Where can people find you on social media? I'm on Facebook. Bjorn Sem, B-J-O-R-N, and then Spacebar, S-E-M, and uh, there's the same name, lots of stuff uh, uh, from uh, me on YouTube. I'm on um, TikTok. You can uh, find me there, and uh, I'm even on Instagram, but I'm not very often using that. So just if you're a lot on Instagram, you can find some old stuff of me on Instagram, probably. I'd say 
go to uh, go to YouTube. That's where you find full matches and you uh, find lots of cool stuff. And unfortunately, even a couple of embarrassing uh, episodes. I had a match in Poland, which were, I thought was really embarrassing. Not because of my opponent. He was awesome. Uh, Ivan Kiev, really cool guy. Only wrestled him once. But um, there was the promotion had a plan of debuting a guy who wasn't ready to debut to come out and interfere in our match. And after we had wrestled for a long while, we were kind of just waiting and waiting and waiting and, and like, okay, I'll do this to you now and I'll do that to you. And it was like the uncertainty on when he's going to come out made the psychology of our match and the flow not really good anymore. And when he finally came out, he didn't really know what to do. So um, that did not really connect with people, unfortunately. But um, so so don't see that match. See everything else. Well, you're, you've been awesome, sir. Thank you very much for coming on today. We are going to definitely connect and talk about your schedule because I do want you to get bring you back on sometime soon. Thank you. Awesome. I'm I'm here for you as Thank long you. as you fit it into my schedule. You know what? We always we did it once before. We can do it again. There you go. And I'm just gonna end up saying something in Norwegian, which I always say because it's my catchphrase. Go ahead. Bjorn ar best. Thank you very much, I appreciate it. And thank you for everyone who listened and watched. This is Killing the Business Worldwide, and we are all out.